Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Welcome, Glamjolinos. We hope you stay a while. <laughs> Y'all, okay. Let me just tell you a little something about the holiday season. Tell me. Sarah Tan and I have the exact same brain. We do. Because I don't even know how I got this wild hair, but I was like, I'm going to buy a Stanley cup. I've never personally had one. Oh, I was at Nordstrom. I was at Nordstrom at Topanga Westfield. Okay. Taking pictures with Santa? What were you doing there? No. I was just there. I was at a friend's housewarming party. And then I was like, how far is Westfield Topanga? And it was five minutes away. That's like a an it mall. It's a good one. It is. I went to Topanga Social. I got shrimp daddy. It was delicious. I got some dumplings. Oh, my God. Super mom, that, that lady. Yeah, June. June. Oh, my God. Yeah, crazy. See June eat. Yeah. Wild times. So went to Shrimp Daddy, which is her and her husband's restaurant. Delish. Highly recommend. Then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go into this massive Nordstrom. Is there anything better than going to a massive Nordstrom during the holidays? Three floors uh. of a massive Nordstrom. Sign me up. It's music to my ears. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas when that happens. I could spend a day at a Nordstrom during the holidays. Same. The most massive skims section you've seen in your life. Oh. Basically an entire corner of skims. Wow. Okay. It was impressive. And then there were these like little holiday vestibules where you could walk over and be like, oh, a little $5 stocking stuffer or whatever. They had a whole display of Stanleys and my brain goes, Kirby, the children are losing their ever loving minds with a Stanley. They are acting as if Stanley check as we can borrow from Ride the Pod. Stanley Stanley check. check. So I bought one for myself and I said, you know what? I'm going to buy one for Sarah Tan and I'm going to bedazzle it with some kind of personalization on there. I'm going to learn to bedazzle. Well, what happens here? What? (laughs) What happens next? What do you think, Glams? Same brain. What happens next? What's happening over here? I'm already in the motions of trying to do the same, but not DIY, because Lord knows I do not have time for that. Because she has children. (laughs) I saw our dear friend, Amy Liu of Tower 28, at the API Summit that we did at Meta, and she was carrying around her little J-Lo red bedazzled Stanley cup with Tower 28 logo on it. And I was like, Amy, first of all, I need to take a picture of you. I took a picture of her. And then a week later, I messaged her and I was like, Amy, I need to get Kirby a bedazzled Stanley Cup with the Los Angeles logo on it. Where can I get it? And she was like, oh, this was a gift. Someone gave this to me. And then I was like, "Okay, 
do you know where she got it from? And then Amy didn't reply. She just left me on red. Ghosted, ghosted me. Said, and I was like, Sorry, okay, no. that's fine. She's like extremely busy running a business. And she also has three children, et cetera, et cetera. Then right. I saw her two weeks later at a dinner. She's like, spoiler, Sarah, I am getting you and Kirby bedazzled Stanley Cups with the Los Angeles logo on it. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then watching Kirby's Instagram. And she, what is she doing? She's bedazzling a Stanley Cup. And Sarah's like, well, now my gift is not going to be as unique. But, <laughs> but also whatever. it's not my gift anymore because Amy's giving it. I was dying laughing. So this was December 7th. Okay, so what happened was December 7th, I get a follow by an account called Bling by Mulvey. And I was so excited because I was like, I've been wanting to get blinged Stanley Cups for like myself, for Sarah. We got to figure this out. So I go and I look at Bling by Mulvey. There's a Katie Jane Hughes brand blinged out Stanley Cup. It's adorable. Super cute. And then there's a Tower 28 one. And I'm like, oh, this must be like a beauty brand thing. They're blinging out these Stanley Cups. That is the one that Amy Lou owns. I mean, it looks fantastic. Okay. So then I reach out to Bling by Mulvey not realizing that Amy Lou has already commissioned two Gloss Angeles. But Mulvey over here, and she's Dallas-based, by the way, they did not disclose any no. of... We just figured this out on our own accord when I started laughing because Sarah and I went to a dinner with Shawnee Darden the other night. And on our way home, Sarah graciously took me home. I'm like talking about her Stanley. And she's like, okay, so here's the deal. Amy Lou had this cup and then I wanted to get you a version and then she kind of ghosted me and then I found out that she was actually getting them made for both of us. And I'm like, Sarah, I was blinging that Stanley cup for you. <laughs> She's like, you've got to be kidding me. So now Sarah's going to have two blinged out Stanley cups. I might actually give you the one that I fucked up just as like a commemorative first try. I would love nothing more. I would love nothing more. They'll be like, did your child make that? And you're like, no. That is my wife of 36 years old. It'll be like, I need a Stanley in every room, just like I need a phone charger in every room. That's where mm -hmm. where I'm at right now in my life. But we're all very hydrated, are we not, with our Stanleys? We're all hydrated. I have not been more hydrated in my entire life, A. B, I think I'm a 30-ounce girl. Mm, okay, I'm, I'm not. This is a 30-ounce. Oh, I'm a 40-ounce girl. Yeah, that's too big. I'm thirsty. I drink a lot of water. Yeah. It's huge. I don't appreciate how huge it is, but I drink so much water. I don't like to go back and fill it up. So, oh, see, I like the feeling of being like, ah, complete. Go back and get more. I did it. I see. Okay. And it's just way cuter and smaller. It fits in the frame. It fits in the frame. Stanley. Stanley Cup. But this is great because, like you said, it fits in the cup holder in the car. Yeah. So cute. But yeah, maybe that's what I'll get you for Christmas, Kirby. Spoiler alert, I'll get you all the accoutrements of the Stanley. Accoutrements for the Stanley? I was going to say, I'm open to, I'm not anti-Yeti, but like, I just, yeah, y'all, I don't drink water that often. I'm going to be honest. Like, before this came into my life, I was probably extremely dehydrated, like the root of all of my problems. This is music to my ears that you are hydrating yourself. And Patrick Muldowney's ears. Because Patrick's like, anytime I say something, are you drinking enough water? Like, that's the magic cure. It is. 
whatever. Men in Saratan drink more water. (laughs) But now I'm drinking so much water and I love it. I'm so happy for you. That's going to be when people interview you. What's your skincare secret? I just drink a lot of water and I sleep like 14 hours a day like Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. Living my dream life. Okay. Well, we've got the Stanleys. We know that will continue to be a trend in 2024. But let's talk about some beauty trends for next year. Yes. Because Los Angeles HQ has been getting the pitches. We've been seeing what the brands are going to come out with in a few months. We've been seeing the discussion online. We've read the spate reports. Mm-hmm. And we have some thoughts. Love a spate report. There is nothing I find more gratifying than analyzing data. Mm. When Netflix came out with their data of like top watch oh, shows, yeah. I was reading all these comments and I'm like, do you not understand what this means? Let me interpret this for you. God, I love it. You should. You should. I love it. Let's talk about some trends that we're seeing and that we're excited about. I'll start. Okay, go for it. So I was doing research for the episode, was perusing the inbox, perusing the internets, and a buzzword I kept seeing pop up that I didn't fully understand (laughs) was the word exosomes. Everyone was talking about exosomes, all these derms, other beauty editors, exosome therapy. I was truthfully like, this is above my pay grade. I don't understand it. So I had to take some time to learn what an exosome is and why we all should be excited about it. So, okay, let's learn together because I have no idea what these are. I don't know. So what are exosomes? Exosomes are these like tiny, tiny molecules that are derived from cells. Okay. And they're really smart and they can tell other cells what to do. So not only are they really smart, they can also contain a lot of really good things for our skin, like growth factors and peptides. They can encourage collagen and elastin growth. So all the things that we would like our cells to be doing, especially those old cells. And so in aesthetics, They are generally sourced from stem cells. So these cells that have the ability to develop into other types of cells. So that's why people are super excited about it. So they've been researching exosomes primarily in regenerative medicine to help repair cartilage and joints. And then doctors and derms were like, hey, I think that this could be really promising for regenerating and repairing skin. And then also even hair growth. That's like always like where it starts, right? Like it's always like we're trying to like repair problems like bodies or heal skin and stuff. And then we're like, wait a second, this would be really good for our skin. Totally. So I just want to give credit where credit's due. I pulled this from Kathleen Hu, her story for Elle. She wrote about exosome therapy in November. And so the idea she says, is that when injected or used topically, exosomes might help skin not only look better, but also behave like younger skin on a deep cellular level. So it's Mm. like these like exosomes are like telling your other cells like, hey, you should be doing this. You should be regenerating like you should be acting like a younger cell. They've also found that exosomes have anti-inflammatory and regenerative properties and signal cells to do things they're supposed to do. Like I mentioned, make more collagen 
glowier, produce more elastin. So obviously all that will then help improve your skin texture, the thickness of your skin and the quality of your skin. So doctors and derms are super, super excited about this. They're saying that this could be like the future of aesthetics. It's similar to PRP. But the thing with PRP is that PRP takes platelets from your blood, right? From a patient's blood. Yes. And depending on how old you are, depending, you know, on a lot of different factors, there could be fewer growth factors in your platelets. But exosomes, they can be derived from plants. They can be derived from animals or humans. They can be derived from blood or fat that's donated. So in a sense, it could be ageless, like you're borrowing from someone else. You're not, you know, taking it from yourself. Whoa. Yeah. So it's very like of the future. This could be maybe the plot for a Black Mirror episode because <laughs> it's sounding very like, wow, is this where we're at now? And, you know, this is like we're living in the future of skincare, but we are living in the future of like skin technology and skin science. But here's the thing. It's not FDA approved yet. There still needs to be a ton of more research done and regulation to ensure that exosomes are being safely administered, administered, but also harvested. Yes. Where they're being sourced. It needs to okay. be safely sourced, ethically sourced, because, right. you know, we're sourcing it from animals, people donating blood. You know what I'm saying? We can't just like buy it from a clinic that we don't know where it's coming from, right? We want to know where the exosomes are coming from. So that's why there still needs to be some more research done, I would say. And then Kathleen also interviewed like Dr. Diamond and he was talking about like the consistency of it all too. Like you need to make sure that every exosome is the same that you're administering. So I think there's a bright future ahead. I think that you will be able to get exosome therapy in addition to maybe some other treatments that you might be getting, like you're doing microneedling. And then after that treatment, they'll be using a serum that has some exosomes in it. We'll be seeing a lot more of that. Okay. I feel like we're maybe still three to five years out from what it can actually really do, like to its full potential. But I think we will definitely be seeing a lot more people talk about it. So I guess my question is, since it's not FDA approved, can you get exosome therapy? I think you can. I think it's just like as a patient, you would probably have to sign something, you know, that says like this has not be, been FDA approved. OK, you know what I mean? And then it's also the ball is in your cart, making sure that you're working with a trusted practitioner or someone that, you know, you know, you can trust and is reliable. OK, yeah, I think that just. For purposes of this podcast, we maybe would not recommend getting exosome therapy Yeah, right now. No. But be on the lookout for it. Yes. Legally, I think we got to say that. <laughs> I, I just want to be careful because I'm looking on the FDA website and there, you know, there's a lot of literature about it, actually. But, you know, it's like consumer alert on regenerative medicine products, including stem cells and exosomes. And I mean, like, there's stem cells. People are utilizing stem cells. And it says stem cell products are regulated by the FDA. And generally, all stem cell products require FDA approval. But currently, the only stem cell products that are FDA approved for use in the United States consist of blood forming stem cells. But then like, you know, we have brands that are like, we have plant stem cells and like things of that nature. 
Yeah. So I think a lot of what we'll see will be exosomes that are derived from plant cells. So I've never tried this product before. I cannot speak to whether or not it works, but Dr. Barbara Sturm has a product called Exosomatic Face Serum. It is $510 and it has lab synthesized exosomes and growth factors. Okay. So that is an example of like a product that you could get currently that has that technology in there. I've never used it again. I don't know. It has 29 five-star reviews. It's possible that it works. So I think we'll see a lot more of that. And then then hopefully more people, not me, will be doing (laughs) more studies and research so that we can get to the next step of, yes, okay, this is FDA approved and we can all have young looking skin forever. Right, right. Okay. This is interesting. I have heard this term. I don't think I fully understand it still, but I have a feeling we are going to see a lot more of it just based on the search within my inbox. It feels like the next big, we had, you know, growth factors. Growth factors. It's very similar to that. Okay. And like, how exciting would it be? You know, I just think about Zoe's forehead scar because I look at it every single day and I'm like for scarring, you know what I mean? How Mm -hmm. incredible it would be to be able to heal that like much quicker with something that unlike other treatments similar to it has like no downtime. Like it doesn't have to, you don't have to injure your skin like to heal it. Like it's just new cells. Totally. So again, I still don't know enough about it. (laughs) I'm learning with everyone. But look out for it, guys. Look out for the exosomes. Maybe Kirby's 2024 Halloween costume will be an exosome. Uh, if I can figure it out, I, I would love to do that. I don't, I don't think I know what an exosome is, and I hope well, I will know by then. It'll, it'll consist of a lot of bejeweling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's just dumb things down for a minute. We had Sarah with Science Corner over there. <laughs> Uh, science mystery theater, whatever you want to call it. Thanks. Uh, I'm just taking it back. I'm taking it to like, what is the easiest thing to understand? And I'm telling you right now, bars and not the alcoholic kind are going to be big in 2024. Yes, because we continue to be sober curious in 2024, but we would like to be clean and sustainable. Yes, exactly. So we have bar soap, of course. Maybe you dabble in the beauty bar or you love your lever 2000 or your irish what is it called irish spring irish spring but so many new versions of bar soap have come out not even like in the last year but in the last several years where brands that are now thinking very seriously about their sustainability and what they need to do to keep their company from contributing to more waste they are coming out with these bars for all kinds of things. So for instance, there's a brand called Soft Services. We've talked about them plenty of times on the podcast. I'm a huge fan of this brand. I love all of their products. They are a body care brand. They came out with the Soft Services Buffing Bar. This is a micro crystal exfoliant. And I love this bar. It's fragrance-free. And they made it to help with things like keratosis pilaris, ingrown hairs, and the rough, bumpy texture on your skin. I love it pre-self-tan. And then Mm. once you're reaching the end of your self-tan, because that stuff, it's like a loofah Mm -hmm. in a bar form. And it is exfoliating away your old tan, dead skin. It's amazing for feet. If you have a little seat in your shower like I do, I will sit my ass down 
and like scrub Mm. the bottom of my feet like I'm getting a pedicure with this bar. It's incredible. It also, very smartly, um, you can purchase a little soap dish for it because we just don't have soap dishes anymore. Some of these baths in these new homes don't even have like a little area built in for Mm -hmm. your soap anymore, which is so crazy to me. But there's that one. There's also going to be so many more types of bar soap and not just for the body, but like for your hair. Mm There is a brand called Nole. I was introduced to this brand this year. I received their discovery set and it has a little grouping of their five best selling bars. So we have the shampoo bar that has Arnica for volume. There's a rosemary bar for balance. We have coconut for frizz. And there's two conditioner bars, a radiance conditioner and then a frizz conditioner bar. And I haven't tried these yet because I have been a little nervous. Like, what's it like sudsing something in your hands and then putting on your... I'm so used to just squeezing a liquid out and putting it. You know what I mean? But what I will say is that every hairstylist I've talked to has told me most people don't wash their hair correctly because they either pour the product directly on their scalp or... They pour it in their hand and then put it on their scalp, like kind of like in a blob, mm-hmm. instead of actually lathering it up and then applying it to their head. It helps disperse the product better, activate any ingredients, and then it's easier to wash out. Excuse me, who is putting the shampoo directly on their head? I was doing it. I was doing really? that for a while. I was literally just going squeeze, squeeze, and then massaging into the head. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's like, you know, when you're getting a color done and then like it just feels like, you know, when they're like squeezing the color into your hair. I don't yeah. know. It's like satisfying in that way. Okay. 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 And then I guess totally. you lather. But okay. So we should be lathering in our hands. Same with the bar soaps. Okay. Exactly. So I feel like with, you know, something like Nole, it's made specifically for the hair. There are many other hair bars. Like, for instance, Briogeo has one. It's the Be Gentle, Be Kind, Aloe and Oat Milk Ultra Soothing 3-in-1 Cleansing Bar. I could not tell you when this launched, but it's like one of the first search results when you look up hair bars. Kitsch has a whole line of hair bars. Did you know this? I didn't. It's crazy. They have the Purple Toning Solid Shampoo. They have a conditioner version of it. There's so many different hair bars, which I think is really, really cool. Of course, there's Ethique. Have you heard of this brand? I feel like we've talked about Ethique, actually. Mm-hmm. Yep. They have one. Audacite. There are so many brands coming out with hair bars. So I think we're only going to see more and more mainstream brands like Dove. Where's your hair care bar, honey? Oh, yeah. I'm waiting. We love the Dove beauty bar. We need the Dove hair care bar. Kirby, are you familiar with, is it Kate McLeod? Yes. Queen of bars, queen of every type of bar, like moisturizing bars, but she makes fabulous body care bars for the bath, for your face, for your body. And again, if we're talking about like the sustainability of it all, what is more sustainable than a bar soap that requires very little packaging and you don't have to throw anything away when you're done with it? It just it's gone. You're familiar with Erno Laszlo, right? Oh, yes. That's like OG. OG bars. I mean, like, this is really going to (laughs) be their year. Like, they are going to thrive because they've been around since 1927. And I think it was Marilyn Monroe that Mm -hmm. utilized this bar? Or was it Elizabeth Taylor? Oh, look, there's Marilyn. There it is. Erno Laszlo not only heals my skin, but he soothes my skull. 
is my skull. My, it's my soul, Marilyn Monroe. Dr. Laszlo specifically created Formula 3-8 for Marilyn Monroe to heal a scar on her stomach and kept her well-stocked with active feel-it-all cream an all-purpose moisturizer for on-screen glow. So maybe she didn't use the bars, but anyways, this brand was kind of put on the map because of Marilyn and Dr. Laszlo is the soap king. So I just think we're going to see so much more. I mean, I, I was talking about like, you know, the hair of it all, which I think hair in general is another trend that we're going to see just so much more of. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think like when you see Glossier coming out with bar soap, it's like, OK, this is yeah. not your grandma's bar soap anymore. Every, Everybody is making these because they don't take a lot of packaging to do so. And then they disappear after mm-hmm. they're done. There's nothing to recycle. There's nothing to figure out. It's just done. I love it. Yep. I'm so excited about it. I've always been a Dove Beauty Bar girl. I like to double cleanse. So I'm very excited about the resurgence of a bar. And I am very open to using a bar in my hair. I mean, same. I can't wait to try it. But, you know, this is the other thing. I feel like bar soaps are such a luxe gift to give. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't sound like it. But what if you gave someone that clay to poe? Oh, yeah. Bar face soap. Totally. That's $110 and it comes in that beautiful, beautiful little soap dish. Right. Oh, and we talked about Beekman 1802 in an episode earlier this year. They make really, really beautiful, pretty affordable bar soaps that I'd be like happy to open. Your favorite brand probably has a bar soap for something for hair, skin, body, everything. I love it. Love. Okay. We have another non sciencey. <laughs> trend that we're excited about that we think we'll start seeing more of just the at-home nail care category is just continuing to grow and grow and grow. There is a really good article on business of fashion and it was published in November and it talks about all the different brands that are driving the post-pandemic at-home nail boom. And so it says that the shuttering of nail salons during the pandemic birthed a new sector of digitally native brands selling at-home manicure kits. Three years later, category leaders are more than doubling sales as economic challenges permanently alter consumers' nail care habits. So we definitely saw this year, like the beginnings of that with like all of the amazing press-ons that are now available. It's crazy. Like these press-ons are not the press-ons that Kirby and I grew up trying to use from like the drugstore. These are really fancy. They look super chic. When you put them on, they look like your natural nails. They've got really cool nail art. They last two weeks. They're easy to put on at home. You're not like totally ruining your nails. They've got like really easy to use adhesive tabs, all these things. The technology behind press-ons are so, so incredible. And it seems like every brand has them now. But the brands that I feel like are really, really killing it are Olive and June which Sarah Gibson Tuttle, who's the founder of Olive and June, is interviewed in this Business of Fashion article. And she should have also gone to Vegas at the time that she decided to close down her nail salons and focus just on at-home nail care because she couldn't have picked a better time to do it. It was 2019 and she was like, I'm going to close down my nail salons. And I think a lot of people thought she was crazy. I personally was really sad when she shut down all the Olive and June nail salons because I loved going there. So anyways, she's interviewed in this article and they say that like Olive and June is poised to make like a hundred million dollars 
at the end of this year or something like that, which is like good for them. Chill House is another brand that has gone from like salon to at home nail care kits, and they have definitely been killing it. Paint Box, The Manicurist. There's just so many really, really cool brands that are are providing an option for people to have the ability to do their own nails at home and definitely not spending like 60, 70, 80 dollars plus at the nail salon. So the article says, you know, going inflation and the resumption of student debt repayments in the U.S. could push more consumers to buy at-home nail products in the next year. With that in mind, at-home nail brands are widening distribution through partnerships with retail giants like Target, expanding their line of nail treatments where they have the most room to innovate. I think nail treatments are going to be huge. Oh, totally. Like the extension of skincare. Yes. Olive in June has their cuticle pen that I really like. Mm -hmm. They also have a, not just for cuticles, but for the feet, they have a little, like a solve Mm -hmm. that is in a tube that you can like rub on your feet. It's like a balm essentially for your feet that I put on like almost every night that I love. But I think that just like there was the skinification of hair, it's the skinification of like your nails. So it's not just going and getting like these beautiful nails. Don't look at this one. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But it's also making sure like you're doing everything so that when your nails are growing out, like you are having strong nails. You're having these very hydrated cuticles. I mean, I think we've talked about this ad nauseum, but the Christian Dior apricot cuticle yeah okay by the way i think this is discontinued you cannot buy it anywhere you can buy it in one of their holiday kits currently so i don't think it's discontinued completely because they made a different version of it they made a different version of it but like i really wanted to buy a bunch of these and bedazzle them and give them to my friends yeah but then it was impossible like i almost i didn't i need to do this but i almost called dior to be like do y'all sell these in store? Where is this? Because the other thing that they sell, I can't remember what it exactly it is. I think it's like maybe a paint on cuticle kind of serum, mm. but it's not as cute and it's not as chic. Mm, interesting. Saying. Did you know that that specific product is from 1947? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, they better no. bring it back. Truly. Okay. I totally agree with that, Kirby. Like, what were we buying to take care of our nails when we were like in middle school or high school? Like literally whatever Sally Hansen was selling. But I also wanted to just add that in addition to press-ons, we will definitely see more of the semi-cured gel nail polish strips from brands like Ohora, Dashing Diva. I learned about this new brand called Kijibe. Kijibe. Yeah. What I love about their nail strips, not only are they really, really cool, like it's just like, It looks like you spent, you know, $100 at the nail salon on nail art, but they're 80% semi-cured. So you can use a UV lamp, which, you know, you can buy those on Amazon now, or they come with a lot of these kits like the Ohora and Dashing Diva. You can buy the cute little like LED lamps, but the Kijibe ones, you can actually cure it with natural light. Ooh, interesting. So you literally could just apply it and then like go outside and sit and it'll cure. So again, the technology is getting better and we're just seeing so much more just like options. (laughs) Kirby and I were talking about this earlier, but it's like the high school children, look at their nails. They are fabulous. They all know how to do nail art. There are so many ways to learn from TikTok tutorials, YouTube. Like it's just 
it's a very exciting category. And I personally have always loved to get my nails done. I think 2024 might be the year where I start to maybe dabble in doing my own nails at home and participate. But yeah, it's so fun to watch. So I do want to add to this that there is a customization element to this like at home nail trend, which by the way, I will to my dying day go to the nail salon and get my manicure and pedicure. I'm sorry. I love it. It's like something that I enjoy and they will always do it 110% better than I could ever do it. 100%. Here at Los Angeles, we always support our local nail salons. Always. Like literally Kirby and me. Like I just went to get my nails done actually right before recording this. I'm going Monday. Yes. And no one, not me, can't do my own manicures. Definitely can't do my own pedicures. So I will still be frequenting the nail salon, but, you know, in between appointments, having a little bit of fun with the nail art and nail stickers. So and totally the thing is, is that manicures and pedicures have gotten exponentially more expensive since the pandemic. There's a variety of reasons why we've talked about it on this podcast. So if you can't get to the nail salon, I'm really excited that there are these at home options that you can try out. And in terms of the customization element, Etsy is incredible. Sarah, have you been on Etsy looking up some of these custom nails for people? No, I need to. So it's not just that you could like look and see what they have available on their Etsy store and pick one out and they'll send it to you and then you have to shape them. You will literally like you can get fitted Mm. for your exact nail size. They will work with you on it and then you can customize your own set of nails. Like I want them to look like this or do this or whatever. And then they have that information. And so then you can consistently just keep buying them for however much. I mean, some of these are like $20, $30. So really not a huge investment to get something that's truly custom to you where you can pick the nail length, the shape, the design. You guys, we are living in the year 3000 as <laughs> as the Jonas Brothers sing about. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm looking at this page and it's It's acrylic and press-on nails. It's like the landing page on Etsy. It has over 131,000 results with the most beautiful nail art I've ever seen. There's the ombre French, the regular French, and then you have people that are doing like these like gothic stones or like drip gold. This one girl, her name is Foambox Nail, like Foambox Nail on um, the platform. She has this one with like, I. it's literally exactly what I envisioned in my head for what I want for my birthday nails. It's a French tip with a little gold bow on the end that's hand painted. And then these like Y2K type, like rhinestone things on two of the nails. I'm like, I should I just order them from her? Some of these nails are truly just next level. And I love that Etsy is letting these nail artists also be able because who knows, like some of these people may work in a salon and then on the side they're making these. I hope so. It's like a hustle and able it's able to help support them. So, yeah. And then they're their own business. Check out Etsy for sure. I love that. I love that. Support small business. Faux show. Okay, moving on. Post-treatment products. I don't want to get too in the weeds on this because I've talked about it. I feel like so much on this podcast, but Because we are seeing more people become open about what type of treatments and services they're getting, especially on their face and body, I think we'll continue to see brands cater to that. I had a conversation with Randy Christensen, founder of Necessaire, like one of our favorite people. We love Randy. And she asked me if I thought that she didn't call it post-treatment products, but she was like, do you think that a big category will be products made for like after you get like 
cosmetic surgery or Botox Laser. or whatever, lasers. And I'm like, uh, yeah, 100%. And then lo and behold, the next year, this category started booming. Spate has this year-end report for 2023. And it's really fascinating to see like what skincare products and like the growth of those brands, like Daxify, the competitor to Botox, grew over 300%. Also, in 2022, Spate made these predictions of what they thought was going to grow in 2023. And nine of their 10 skincare predictions was accurate, which I'm like, okay, duh, because Spate knows what they're doing. But a lot of the things in the skincare category are either treatments or products that you would use after a treatment. So it's like Diamond Glow Facial, Peptide Moisturizer, Morpheus 8, SPF Tinted Moisturizer. PRP eye rejuvenation, skin barrier, red light therapy. So I think like the more that people start to become, they're like, this is not a taboo subject. I consider a neurotoxin just as important as the cleanser that I use. Mm -hmm. Like it's maintenance that I get, you know, I have an at-home skincare routine and then I have my dermatologist or whatever routine that I do every three or so months. And I think with more people learning about the benefits of some of these treatments, like the lasers or like the peels and whatnot, we're going to see a lot more of these brands answer the call. So I was with Cetaphil in Berlin in October. They have a brand that's not available here in the U.S., and I can't remember the name of it, but it was essentially a product that was made for after you get a treatment to protect the skin. La Roche-Posay's, their balm that everybody's obsessed with, like that is like a very, very good product to use after you get microneedled because it protects the skin. I have a version that has SPF 50 in it. And it's like, after I got microneedled a couple of weeks ago, I needed to still go out. I put it on my face to protect my skin. So we just have so many options. There is a brand called Friends of Friends, and they make a roller that has ingredients in it to help not only depuff the skin, but help with bruising after you get an injectable. And we know that Dr. Idris, Pillow Talk Derm, has a version of that as well with Arnica in it. So that category is just going to keep expanding. Like, I feel like photo aging kind of plays into that a little bit as well. Uh-huh. And, you know, Pavise is a sunscreen brand that is really focused on photo aging. This maximalist moisturizer from Matter of Fact uh-huh. that we mentioned on Tuesday's episode that the Glams tried, they talk about photo aging with that product. So... I think kind of like there's like going to be an intersection of these products that are like helping with photo aging and also protecting after you're getting these treatments that are helping with photo aging. <laughs> you are very right on that. You should work for Spate. Thank you. Can we just like figure out something to do together? I love Spate. I want to just analyze every single thing I see. Okay. What is your last trend, Sarah? My last trend is none of these are really that surprising, but I just think that like, yes, we're going to see more of it. More innovative and like unconventional fragrance and just bottom line, more fragrance in general. This is a twofer because Sarah and I both agreed that this is going to be a huge trend. OK, let me just read some headlines. We love a stat. So this is from the National Post. They say that forget the lipstick index. Time for the perfume index. Oh, so this is a Canadian outlet. As Canadians, mostly Gen Z's, spend a record one billion dollars on luxury fragrance to lift their mood. 
Isn't that wild? Yeah. And then other stats about Gen Z. Gen Z's usage of perfume has expanded from five percentage points to 83%. But basically, all of these stats and all these reports are saying that the Gen Z effect, Gen Z's obsession with fragrance has just made the fragrance industry boom. And not just that, but also like encouraged fragrance brands to create more innovative and unconventional fragrances like we were mentioning earlier. So what does that mean? Last year, we saw like all of these really cool and different gourmand fragrances, right? These are not the gourmand fragrances that your grandma used to wear. They're like really, really interesting. And same with like florals. Like it's not just like rose. Like there's like some really cool, edgy scents and like musk uh, notes that are also paired with it. We're also seeing fragrances are unisex now. My nephew, for example, wants nothing more than to build his fragrance wardrobe. And he doesn't care if it is a cologne or a perfume, if it's meant for like a woman, he just, he likes to mix and match, which I think is so funny because he is like a 6'1", 12-year-old that plays basketball. He's 6'1"? He's almost 6'1". He's like a huge man. Put him on the, yeah, no, put, I'm like, if he's not on the basketball team, we get that kid a basketball ASAP. He's like so tall, but like, he's like a dude, but he like loves wearing fragrance. Just like the report says, all of the young people will see different kinds of fragrances like wellness fragrances. There is a really awesome article that Jacqueline Kilikita from our refinery team, she wrote about fragrance trends we will be seeing in 2024, one of them being the wellness fragrance. She says, research shows that aromatherapy is effective for reducing stress and anxiety. So it makes sense that we're scoping out perfumes with equally soothing and calming elements. Like that just makes sense, right? Like we're seeing, unfortunately, a lot of Gen Z, a lot more millennials, people just dealing with anxiety and depression and a fragrance, a scent can really help change and influence your mood throughout the day. So I think we'll be seeing a lot more of that, just like we've been seeing a lot more of the psychodermatology, like takeover skincare brands. So that's, I think, really, really cool. Just different like cool packaging for fragrance. Like it's not just like traditional bottles anymore. I don't know what the cool kids are going to be doing. And I can't like I can't predict it, but I'm just saying we're going to be seeing a lot more of it. And maybe our friends at Smell You Later will have an episode all about it. I'm sure they will. So we can direct you to them. But that's what we are predicting. I agree. I am reading this story from Glossy by our friend Lexi Lebsack. This is from November 29th, and it says, Fragrance sales are surging. How will Mocha change things in 2024? It's a really interesting read. It talks about how that fragrance loophole of you can put whatever ingredients you want in there because you don't want anybody to be able to replicate it. Mm -hmm. And some people argue that there are some harmful ingredients thrown in there because of that loophole. That's a whole other conversation. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But there is a quote in here from Chriselle Lim, who we've had on the podcast before. She is the owner and creative director of Fleur. And she said, it used to be all about your signature scent, that one scent you wear every single day. 
For this generation, their choice scent is all about their moods, fashion, and outfits. They will go to their fragrance wardrobe and choose what they are feeling. And I feel like she totally hits the nail on the head. Like, it was so specific to have a signature scent. People would fight over their friends taking their signature scent. And now it's just like, do you smell good? Oh my God, what fragrance are you wearing? Anytime I go out and I put on a fragrance, I have to like actively remember to look at what I'm putting on my body so that when people ask me, because before I used to just say Tom Ford Neroli Portofino or buy the fireplace Mason Margiela replica. Now I feel like I have, you know, pistachio gelato from Kayali or there is a new brand that just launched called Future Society. And I feel like Jacqueline on your team would love this brand because they basically resurrected extinct flowers to make these fragrances. So these are like scents that you haven't smelled in maybe your entire life based on when they became extinct. So basically in 2017, the founders behind Future Society, they are synthetic biologists. They extracted samples from extinct flowers from the Harvard Herbarium or Herbarium, whatever. Then through DNA sequencing, scientists identified genes that might encode fragrance producing enzymes and they printed those codes and inserted them into yeast, which was then cultured. And then they were able to produce scent molecules from that. And then they took those molecules to perfumers to formulate the fragrances that are now found in what they're calling their scent surrection collection. And these are truly some of the most unique fragrances I have ever smelled. I could not smell one of them and say, oh, this reminds me of this. It truly just feels like you're of another time with them. And if you're looking to try any of them, I highly recommend Solar Canopy. But they also have a bundle deal right now Mm. where you can try all six of them, which I think is like a really good option. Oh, I love that. Because remember how it used to be like perfume is like such a personal thing. Oh, yeah. And it's like hard to get. And it's now it's like, no, like people want to see a pretty bottle. They want to have a wardrobe to be able to like select things from. It's such a different time. Totally. And I am definitely one of those people that like I wear one scent because I like how people sort of recognize me for that. The Chanel. The Chanel. But now I'm like, oh, no, I should like mix and match. Like I should like I'm going to wear this like different fragrance because I feel like it matches my outfit, you know, or your mood or like how you want to feel. I think it's really fascinating, though. Like, I wonder when we'll go back to having a signature scent because there are fragrances that well, there's one fragrance that just Juicy Couture will always remind me of my mom. Oh, my God. It's like cute. So like Zoe will remember you wearing the Chanel fragrance, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And then one last thing, when you were talking about like the bundle kit, I think like we'll see like so many more discovery kits and people just like creating their own fragrances. By like layering. By layering. And so I, yeah, it's fun. It's fun out there in 2024. Yeah. So Glams, what do you think will be a big trend for 2024? Let us know. This is our last episode of the year. Au revoir, 2023. It's been fun. Oh, my God. We had a blast. Did we? We appreciate (laughs) (laughs) y'all. We made it. We made it. Throw your hat up in the air like Mary Tyler Moore. We're gonna gonna make it after all. 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 (laughs) It has been such an incredible year, Glams. We cannot thank you enough for your support. 
We love being part of your day, whatever that means, whether it's in the car, on the walk, in the shower, while you're cleaning your bathrooms, literally wherever you want to take us. We're so happy to be a part of it. We are going to take a little break. So this is the last episode of the year, but we will be back with a bang on January 9th after our birthdays. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Happy holidays and happy new year. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.